Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. I am your host, Kane Pittman, alongside the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. For today's episode, that's brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Frank, I did a radio hit last night on the Score Wisconsin with my good friend, BJ DeGroote, and he asked me, he was talking about Locked On Bucks a little bit during the, uh, the 10 minutes or so that I was chatting with him. And at the end, he said, what's on, what's on tap for the show today? And I said, well, I don't really know at this point. I'm about to go to sleep over here in Australia. But generally, over the last two weeks, I've been able to do that and then look at my notifications on Twitter for Woj and Shams in the morning and figure it out when I woke up. Uh, today's definitely been one of those days. We spent yesterday talking about some of the conversations that the players have had in terms of um, the, the protests that are going on and the social injustices and how that can be incorporated into an NBA return. But today's just been full-blown hotels, quarantine, what's going on in Disney. Uh, it's gone crazy today. Yeah, we, we got a lot of Robin Lopez tweets, I feel <laughs> yes. like, today. Yes. Um, uh, I, so uh, you, you decode this for me. So it sounds like they uh, broke out the hotel assignments roughly by kind of tier of team. So yeah, I understood it as the be- the better teams are supposed to. What is it? The Grand Destino Hotel, I believe, which is sort of like the hub hotel, which includes like the Bucks and Lakers and a number of other teams. Um, although it sounded like uh, Robin, I don't. Robin Lopez was trying to trade hotels with with some of his old Blazer teammates, who were obviously in the um, either the yacht or the Grand Floridian or one of those uh, other hotels. So I, I don't know. I'm confused. Um, I feel like this is. I feel like the the Lopez brothers, their their phones are probably blowing up with, um, <laughs> you know, current and former teammates trying to get the lowdown on, uh, you know, where they're where they've been assigned and and all the you know backdoor ins and outs of uh, of Disney because obviously that is is very much uh, the Lopez brothers jam, um, but but yeah, I don't know. The rest of us are sort of trying to uh, sort through just an, an avalanche of of minutiae and, and random information and you know as the Kyrie turns and, and all this other stuff I don't even know where to begin uh Kane just why don't you just steer us into a direction and we'll we'll, we'll figure it out so I figured the hotels we could start there because it's it's kind of humorous it's kind of funny particularly in relation to the Bucks with Robin Lopez so what we know is they're going to be there's going to be three different hotels the Bucks Lakers Raptors Clippers Celtics Nuggets Jazz and Heat there's a Rudy Gobert joke in there somewhere. I'm not going to go with it, but I'm sure plenty of people have. They're going to be at the Grand Destino. The Thunder, 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic will be at the Grand Floridian. And the Yacht Club will house the Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, and Wizards. And the Yacht Club out of all three hotels is the one I'm most interested to know what's going to go in in there because those teams virtually don't have a lot to play for down in uh, Disney, but they're going to be there. 
and uh, they'll be there for probably a couple of weeks. So I, I'm not sure what's going to be happening at the Yacht Club. But that makes sense from that point of view that they've split the teams up into tiers because you would believe, if depending on, on what happens, uh, obviously, in the games, you would believe that the best teams are going to be there the longest. So keeping them together makes some sense. I did a bit of a Google search because I've stayed at Disney. I definitely haven't stayed at any of these hotels. The Grand Destino, where the Bucks will be staying, is is only about a year old. But the the first sentence I read when I was reading a review about this hotel is, it's a new uh, establishment, but it's a mar- moderate level hotel, which is kind of interesting to me. And just purely by a nightly rate, if you wanted to stay, the Floridian and the Yacht Club are actually more expensive. So I, I don't know. I don't know. We need to do more digging. But as you said, Robin Lopez uh, suggested that maybe he wants to stay at the Yacht Club. He wants to, he wants to swap, swap places with, uh, with some of the Blazers players. So I don't know. But this is the first you know, official thing we've seen on, on where the teams are going to be staying. It looks like uh, there is a, a bunch of requests from players and the league is going to try and accommodate this for entertainment at the hotels whether it's live music the djs apparently coming in table tennis tables all sorts of games uh, movie releases right now robin lopez was tweeting about getting a potential early look at one of the disney movies so uh they're gonna try and make it uh you know a livable place for these guys because i think it is very easy to look at this and say well you're going to stay in a hotel it's gonna be it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fantastic you have nothing to complain about uh but you know, I think that's that's simplifying it a little bit. I don't think anyone has ever had to, or not many people have had to stay in a hotel for three months, uh, locked locked in there under all these these rules. You're normally at a hotel having a good time, going to the bar, going to the beach, doing whatever you're doing. So it's a completely different situation. So I, I kind of I understand you have to make this livable for these guys. So my family went to Disney and and Universal Studios and all those different places in Florida. Uh, we probably did like four or five trips down um, from Wisconsin when I was growing up. And um, we always drove. We would load up in our uh, Dodge Caravan minivan and uh, drive down there. I can remember uh, playing uh, a Game Boy. Uh, this would have been in the early 90s. Nice. Uh, driving down to, to Florida from Wisconsin, which is, uh, you know, it's not awesome that of your uh, spring break, you know, it's like a nine-day spring break. like you know, roughly three to four of those days are spent uh, in a minivan driving from Wisconsin to, uh, to Florida. But um, the first time we ever did that, we stayed at a, a um, an embassy suites hotel, uh, which is, really, I mean, is perfectly decent hotel. Um, but I remember thinking that was like the coolest place in the world. Cause like it's like the big open air middle part of it. Yeah. Um, and then every successive time we went, we would literally just, uh, basically drive down international drive in, in Orlando and find like a random cheap motel to stay in. And so yes, we went to Disney a bunch of times, but we never once stayed on the Disney like resort property. Um, so part of me was like kind of jealous of like, Oh wow, they get to stay in, you know, the proper Disney, uh, you know, resort part of it. And then the flip side of it, as you just said, a few weeks to <laughs> a few months. Ooh, suddenly it doesn't sound so cool. But the only thing I could think of was, you know, I went on a cruise earlier this year in February with my family. Good timing right before kind of the COVID situation blew up. But um, yeah, I don't know. Being on a boat, I, I it was fine. But I mean, even when you're on a cruise, first off, you know, we were on a five-day cruise and, you know, you got off every, <laughs> every other day. So <laughs> it, it was not that 
uh, you know, claustrophobic, uh, being on, on a boat, even though I, you know, I probably wouldn't opt to stay on a boat longer than, than that. I, th- I think the only thing that I can say is maybe a lot of these players are going to be uh, having some spare time. And in that spare time, they might, uh, taste the best tasting protein bar in the market break, which is built bar. Uh, built bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, 16 amazing flavors. The bars are covered in hundred percent chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. And then move on to BubblesGalore.com. It is a leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They have a vast inventory of bobbleheads from our teams, the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks, they're officially licensed by the NBA, MLB, and NFL right now in limited quantities. They have the triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yalich. There's only 1,500 of those made. On top of that, for Bucks fans, they have another limited piece, the Greek flag Giannis bobblehead. Bobbles Galore can make any custom bobblehead for any occasion or event. Visit bobblesgalore.com. Use the promo code locked on to receive free shipping. That's bobblesgalore.com. Promo code locked on, and you'll get free shipping. It's going to be very strange, and, and I'm still curious what, uh, what may still come of some of the agitating that's been happening around various topics. Because um, I, I think, as we were talking last night, I mean, I think, again, the different players, I think, have different concerns around what's what the league is going to be doing and some of them thinks it's too restrictive. Um, maybe some thinks it, it think it's, um, you know, not safe. I, again, I, I imagine there probably won't be many who fall into that camp. Um, and then I think others just, you know, want to do something around social justice and racial equality and, and everything that's been happening. Um, and I think, I thought it was, it made all the sense in the world that kind of a little bit as we were talking yesterday, I mean, they're, they're trying to put pressure on owners. I think Avery Bradley um, pretty much came out and said as much today that basically they're looking for owners to make a more meaningful commitment to, to making a difference. And I think that's extremely smart and you know, that's, that's negotiation right there for you. So um, I don't know about the Kyrie Irvings of the world, but um, I think, you know, hearing Avery Bradley, I think he's got the right mindset, which is, um, you know, all right, you work for a bunch of billionaires. Hey, m- you know, money is not the only answer to, to how you fight this kind of problem in society. Um, but getting really powerful people, such as owners of basketball teams, to put their money where their mouth is and not just put out some nice press releases, that's a pretty good way to, uh, to try to, you know, really make a difference. So um, I'm sure there'll still be some things that get worked out. And, um, you know, curious how much the bubble gets um well i don't think it's gonna get fully popped but um it, it'll be interesting to see if they make any uh i don't know if they make any any kind of changes to what we've heard so far as uh, you know just in terms of the restrictedness um you know the, the news today that they're gonna everybody's gonna have little uh transponders or whatever little things that, that sense when you're within six feet staying within six feet of another person wearing one and like will beep at you like i was like really that man, they, that, that seems like the kind of thing that uh, I don't know. That that seems like a lot. Um, but uh, again, it's it's strange days for for everyone, and it's going to be very strange days for the NBA when once they're in Orlando. 
yeah, from a health point of view, it's it's one of those things because you, you spoke about those those bracelets or whatever they were going to be that uh, will alert you if you're too close to someone or, or whatever that might be. It's it's very strange and it's never something that I think you could have in the general public. But for this situation, I, I do. I mean, the guys know what they're going down there to do and uh, they're going to play basketball and then earn a bunch of money. And I, I'm sure that they... I'm sure there's players that are a little bit concerned about catching the virus. So that's not something that I think that they would have to wear. It's, it's going to be optional. One of the other things that Zach Lowe mentioned in a tweet was uh, players and team staff will be given the option to use a, a wearable ring that tracks heart rate, respiration rate, and other variables. And the device features an illness probability score that indicates a player might be at greater risk of contracting coronavirus or may already have it. So I guess this is when we, when we spoke over the last few weeks of how you're going to uh, tackle the coronavirus uh, stage of, of this return. And it sounds like they're putting all options on the table and players will have the, the ability, if they want, to go to these extra levels to make sure that they're okay and they remain healthy. Uh, Lowe also said that there's no one will have access to the data from this unless someone does test positive. So this is the other thing to note. The three hotels are there. The fourth accommodation will be the isolation housing, which uh, if if a player tests positive, they'll be moved out of their hotel. They'll go into a separate place where they will stay and they will have to undergo, uh, you know, obviously regular testing. They would have to have two negative tests before they're allowed back uh, to play and, and be back around their team. So there's going to be no messing around with the with the COVID testing, which is something that we knew was going to be the case. But one of the other interesting things that came out, and I'm losing track of who's reporting all this, but long story short, there was a 113-page PDF that came out. So whoever's had access to that, all the, all the reporters have got the same news here. But one of the things they're going to have is an anonymous hotline. So if you see a player... And I'm going to assume it's from the opposition. I don't think that there will be too many players reporting their own teammates. But if you see a player from the opposition coming back to the hotel a little bit late, hanging out with someone maybe they shouldn't be hanging out with or someone coming into the bubble that shouldn't be there, you can ring the anonymous hotline and tip them off. It's crazy. It's an absolutely crazy thing to think about uh, with these NBA players and they're adults and they're here and they're trying to uh, bring the NBA back. But... Uh, again, this is the league probably going to extreme lengths to ensure the health and safety of the players and everyone else, uh, the staff and everyone else that's in the bubble. But an anonymous hotline for tip-offs of people breaking protocol, I never thought we'd see the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, is anybody going to call that line? Like, is anybody going to dare call that line? I, I wouldn't I think know. so. It's gonna be- because we know, hey, we know anonymous. is Someone's going to find out who rang that number. It's a good point. Woj, it's <laughs> basically just a. It's basically just Woj's cell phone number. Is probably yeah, what it is. yeah just, exactly. Just call in and Woj, Woj then uh, narks out the, the people that are trying to to narc other people out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's all just it's all just so strange. Um, but um, we'll we'll just have to see kind of how this how this uh, how this evolves because. I'm sure there's going to be some changes to it. Obviously, we don't know the full details of everything at this stage. Um, but uh, and I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Um, I think one thing that's going to be interesting is um, you have all these players in the same in, in one place. I mean, it, it really is like like the makings of a reality show. Um, I'm curious how the NBA is going to try to take advantage of that. Um, 
and and what sort of coverage are we going to be getting um, by virtue of the fact that you know players literally can't go home, <laughs> they they can't escape yeah. um, from from the NBA. Uh, one note: it seems like um, the the primary reason why the Grandestino, I, I, I guess I mentioned briefly, but um, the Grandestino is going to be, I think I saw it described as the hub of sort of like NBA activities. Um, so it sounds like a, a lot of the reason that those good teams are being pushed there is, is just because it'll be convenient um, for yeah. everything that's, that's going to be going on, it sounds like. Um, and I think there was also uh, a reference to, um, you know, if, if some of these teams from these other hotels, if they end up advancing in the playoffs, they might actually be moved to that hotel later. Um, in the process, um, which to be honest, I mean, even if it wasn't a nicer hotel, people might just appreciate a change of scenery. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, pro- I mean, probably the most exciting thing is, uh, you know, since movies, since all these movies are not getting released, I think there was a reference to, uh, yeah. uh like black widow and some like the Marvel movie, you know, black widow being a Marvel movie. They might, they might let players see that even though it's not being released to the public yet. And, uh, I think Robin Lopez is most excited about uh, the new mutants um, since he's apparently was a big fan of the original comics. Uh, and that's, I think also potentially available. So, um, you know, I, Hey, as long as the low pie are, uh, are, are vaguely happy, um, then, then I guess we, we can't be too mad. So, um, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see. As far as fans go, we know there's going to be no fans in the arena, but one of the things we have learned is potentially, players from opposition teams might be able to be in the arena. There was also some notes that team governors might be able to uh, come. They wouldn't have access to players. They wouldn't be able to get near the players, but they could sit back in the stands a little bit away from everyone else wearing a mask, following all those other protocols that uh, will be in place for other people that are are in the bubble. So we've discussed, you know, potentially families being involved there. That might be a thing later on in the playoffs. So it sounds like, there's going to at least be some people in the stands. I don't know if I can imagine. So I'm, I'm trying to picture this. I'm trying to picture uh, Western Conference Finals, Lakers, Clippers, and then the, the Bucks are in the stands. Uh, they'll be watching. I wouldn't imagine there'll be too much noise coming from the Bucks camp watching those two teams, uh, potentially. Uh, I'm not sure. Them. Maybe there might be some reaction to some big plays or some dunks or something like that. But I, I certainly don't think there's going to be any cheering or trash talking. It, it might be even stranger to see those those bodies in the in the crowd not making any noise because it's it would be kind of weird to do so. All right, now just a quick note about our friends over at RockAuto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online. They've been doing so for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and you'll see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know you came from us that's locked on in the how did you hear about us box amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com i'm going to be very curious sort of um 
what that dynamic is going to be like with, uh, you know, benches and, and then also, I mean, have you, have we, I know there was discussion around it, but, um, once families show up, I mean, our family is going to be in the crowd cheering and, um, trying to like out obnoxious one another. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's kind of a can of worms. I don't <laughs> some potentially bad blood, uh, yeah. depending on kind of how that goes. Um, it was interesting. I mean, calling back to, uh, Dustin Godsey's appearance here with us um, last week, you know, Dustin alluded to something that I don't, you know, I don't know if it's been really said directly anywhere that I've heard, but I mean, he, he alluded to the idea of, of the league trying to make um, games feel like home games for the home teams and road games for the road team. Um, and I don't know exactly. There's, there's different ways, obviously that you can do that. All right. I mean, we've heard everything from, um, you know, obviously there's the piped in crowd noise potential, right? And would you pipe in crowd noise in a way that makes it feel like one team is, you know, on the road and one team is at home? I don't know. You could. Um, there was the whole, the whole like floor, like, are you going to put the, the team, the quote unquote home team's name on the floor or things like that, right? Which, to be honest, I don't really feel like that's <laughs> uh gonna make a whole lot of difference to anybody i don't feel like people uh fans at home are gonna be tricked by that too much but um but it's it's it, i'm very curious to see what that in-game experience is like because obviously it's you know again like with everything else it's, it's totally uncharted territory i don't know what they're gonna do in regards to that but certainly i mean if the families are allowed in it would be kind of fun if they're on i i guess They'd have to be separated and social distancing and all the rest. So I suppose they would be on other sides of the arena. I don't know. But it would be still fun to have some crowd in there. Uh, I don't know how they would be able to manufacture that to have some sort of home court advantage or, or something like that. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how that would work. Uh, one of the other just bring in, just bring in a bunch of bring in a bunch of Disney mascots and <laughs> have them like tell them to only cheer for one team, right? Which I mean, are they going to be rooting with the Lopez? twins or not i don't know i'm not i'm not sure if, if disney mascots are anti-lopi because of general mascot solidarity or are they actually pro-lopi because lopez's love disney i don't know they're just a lot i mean these are obviously the hard-hitting questions that we need to figure out well i mean they do and i and i'm curious 35 people are allowed to go down for each team is bango one of those i, I i'm not 100 percent sure mm. and and never and the uh, They've included today, or they've mentioned that I don't think this is a part of the team, but there is going to be barber. There's going to be a barber down there. There's going to be uh, apparently pedicurists are going to be down there. So I, I don't know. I mean, they're trying to, to do their best to make it as comfortable as they can for the teams. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know whether Bango is going to be making the cut to get down there. One of the other funny things that came out was table tennis uh, or ping pong. No, no doubles, no doubles allowed, which is kind of funny thought to me. Uh, and, and the reason for that is, of course, they, they don't want people standing next to each other, sweating or whatever the hell else you do when you play ping pong. But uh, the, the funniest thing for me was trying to imagine Giannis playing doubles in ping pong anyway. There's, there's no room for anyone else. Like, how, how is he supposed to get a, a single shot off with someone with his wingspan and someone sitting next to him? It doesn't even make sense in the first place. So I don't think the doubles rule should be a huge problem for NBA players. Yeah, I mean, doubles ping pong, I don't, I, I, you're just desperately trying to get more people involved for no reason, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're playing like beer pong or something, I get it, right? You're trying to be social, but 
Yeah, just regular ping pong. You don't, you don't, it's one person a side. You don't need more people. And, and as you said, the wingspans on these guys, you certainly don't need it for court coverage. So, um, you know, these are, these are all the sorts of things, obviously, that we're going to be able to go into great detail on here for the next couple of weeks, which reminds me, God damn it, Kane, I need basketball to be back. Um, I'm just, it, it, like having it dangled in front of us now, like knowing that, you know, the, the season is getting closer. Just, just making me like that much hungrier for for actual NBA basketball. I'm, I'm. This is probably obvious, but uh, I just was struck by that today. It's like, oh god, let's quit talking about random game operation crap and let's just actually get to some basketball. But alas, we're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, the, the strangest thing for me is that uh, I mean, obviously, it's only June 17 now. As most people will be listening to this, it's already June 17 for me, but. Uh, it's still another, as we sort of touched on yesterday, five, six weeks away. And the biggest thing, I mean, we've had off seasons and we've had shortened lockout seasons, but there was just no resolution in the way that it stopped this year. It just, out of nowhere, we went from uh, being really excited to the way it was going to pan out to nothing. It's been really strange. And, and I don't know, but can you imagine, I'm still struggling. And I'm sure when the time comes around and when the Bucks are playing, this will all be forgotten and I'll be like, okay, this is great. This is cool. I've missed this the last three, four months. Let's just get this started. But I, I'm still struggling in my own mind to to picture the Bucks running out there playing and all of a sudden in my mind saying, all right, this is a playoff game. This is, this is, they're, they're, they're playing the playoffs now. I, I can't really, I can't really picture that in my mind. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's good that we'll get, you know, these random, these yeah. quote-unquote regular season games first just to get a, ourselves a little acclimated because I think certainly being dropped in with, you know, game one being a playoff game on a random neutral court with no fans would have just been beyond bizarre. <laughs> um, so that, that, that's at least one thing I'm, I'm fine with having some regular season games for just, I, we, I mean, we always talked about how you need to give the players some warm up after this amount of yeah, time off. But I think also just as fans, <laughs> yeah, we need to like get a little bit of our, our sea legs back under us to sort of reacclimate to not just, actual basketball but basketball in a in an environment that we haven't seen yet although to be honest i don't know part of me a lot of times when i keep thinking about this i like think of like summer league um and then i would like but then on the flip side is like well at least they're going to be wearing their actual nba jerseys right summer league they Mm -hmm. wear those like cruddy little warm-up you know practice type jerseys (laughs) at least they'll be wearing actual real nba jerseys and they'll be real nba players i don't know I, i think it'll probably be my guess is, I don't know. I think like to, to the way Dustin was describing it, I, I imagine there is going to be, at least in the TV, for, from a TV presentation perspective, my guess is they're going to have some type of like piped-in fan noise, something to like mimic arena-type atmosphere, music, crowd noises, things like that. So I, I actually imagine that the experience is going to be a little closer to what we're used to then maybe like I, th- I feel like we're we're so expecting something completely different and weird that part of me is like thinking it may not be as weird as we think it, it is but i don't know i'm i'm just projecting it well you mentioned summer league i i just hope uh aside from the year that i was actually lucky enough to go there Typically, I, I sit down and I'm like, well, I haven't watched basketball for a couple of weeks here and I'm really, really excited for this game and I, I get myself all fired up. I'll sit down on the couch, might have a beer, I'll be ready to go. And then after five minutes of watching it, I'm like, well, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know what I was so excited for. This is this is the tenth year in a row that I've got myself worked up to watching summer league basketball, and somehow I forget how terrible it is. But this will be a little bit different when you've got the the good players out there. But it's still, yeah, it's it's a long way away, and it, it is still strange for me to think about. But uh, I, I have no doubt that we're going to have more ridiculous updates to discuss over the next few weeks, anyway, and at least. In the next couple of weeks, the players are going to be going back. They're going to go into a little quarantine and then they'll be at the practice facility and things will really start to ramp up there. They are actually going to have a couple of preseason games before those eight regular season games as well. So uh, basketball is uh, slowly but surely getting closer day by day. It looks like, again, it's, it's going to go ahead one way or the other. They're just going to keep on bringing out these ridiculous... What, I don't even know what to call it. These ridiculous rules and regulations for the bubble, if you even want to call it a bubble. But if you want to hear more from an NBA perspective, you can listen to the Locked On NBA podcast daily. Podcast talking all things NBA. A little, probably a little bit less Robin Lopez, a little bit less uh, Giannis playing doubles ping pong. But uh, you can probably go into a bit more depth about all these things that we've found out today. But Frank, uh, thanks again for joining me. Thank you to everyone for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.